tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Welcome to the Tuesday Night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. And tonight we have another special guest who I'll be introducing to you in just a moment here. If you're new to the call, please stay on and we will get you some additional support, some additional talk show podcast numbers, and some helpful links and websites. This is a solutions and educational-based podcast, but the views and the opinions of my guests are not necessarily my own personal views and opinions. My goal is that everyone can gain something out of tonight, especially a feeling of empowerment. If you, any, if you have any suggestions, comments, questions, or especially if you're in need of some additional support, please don't hesitate to email me at tiangel2016 at gmail.com. Again, that email address is tiangel2016 at gmail.com. So anyways, um, I guess I'll go ahead and introduce you to my guest here. His name is Ken uh, Dost. Is that correct? Did I say it correctly? Hold on, it helps if I uh, unmute him. And if you can start it again, a little discompopulated. Ken, oh, there he is. Hi there, Ken. Yes, you said it correctly, Ken Dost. <laughs> okay, great. Sorry about that, having some, uh, um, some technical difficulties. So I know that um, your education and background is in the field of architecture, where which spanned over about 25 years, and you have no mm-hmm. formal education or training in any field of law or financial services. However, you have done research for more than a decade, which have led you to some discoveries of trade secrets which go to economic fraud specific to mortgages and the foreclosure processes. Mm-hmm. And then I know there's a lot more information that's relevant to this, so do you want to go into that a little bit, a little bit about your background and how you kind of came upon all these um, uh, um issues that you discovered? Sure. Uh, Well, my background is in architecture. Um, I spent 25 years in the field of architecture, and uh, until until the economic collapse in in 2008. And uh, um, prior to that, there had been some incidences with U.S. Bank back in 2001 that that weren't, that's pretty much a long, long story to go into, but um, uh, alerted me to the issues of, um, that there's something going on in the banking industry, and that uh, our rights have kind of been stripped from us. And, and, and in short, what really happened with that was uh, that we were intentionally targeted and set up um, by U.S. Bank uh, to damage and destroy our credit. And I turned around and looked around and said, wait a second here, where, where's the remedy? There is no remedy. Um, and uh, um, that kind of that story in itself, uh, as high as it went, because it went very high to the uh, um, U.S. Bank's president, and, and actual, and actual uh, threats uh, against uh, myself uh, from the executive president of uh, U.S. Bank. But anyhow, that got worked out and ironed out, and then came uh, um, uh, an issue of when the economy collapsed. And at that point in time, and we all remember when it collapsed in 2008, um, well, actually for me it was 2007, 
um, when, and if you were in construction or you were in any kind of design field or uh, contract of any sort, uh, your collapse came in 2007 when uh, the powers that be decided to pull all the credit from the entire industry of uh, design, construction, development, so they could shore up commercial paper. And so that's when my, uh, my, my 25 years basically came to an end. Uh, it, it just was abrupt and overnight. And um, at that point in time, I wanted to know what the hell was going on. And uh, um, I was angry. I was mortified by what was going on. And I was homeless, or not homeless, uh, jobless, careerless. And uh, so I started looking into it, uh, started looking into this fraud from a perspective. Um, that guy got dragged into patents. Um, and there was a, what drug me into patents was a, a phrase that I had seen, uh, that was, uh, uh, to inure to the benefit. And that, that phrase stuck with me because I had, I had done a patent myself, uh, for, um, a, a project of mine and that phrase stuck out with me. So I started looking into, uh, patents and lo and behold, I discovered that they patented everything. The entire banking industry, the entire economic uh, industry, uh, insurance, government, it's all patented. They patented everything. So what we have is you got these processes of automation that have literally, quite literally, fixed the economic and financial system uh, against us. And it's overlaid by this, what I call um, the, um, uh, the uh, uh, ordinary course public deception fabrication. And... Millions of people have lost their houses. Uh, millions of people still are losing their houses. Uh, people are being removed from their houses uh, um, by gunpoint in many cases. Uh, we know that um, the court system is, is bent against us. Uh, we know that there's no justice at all to be had within the court system. And, and so what I think I've done is I've approached from a different point of view uh, from um, a standpoint of intellectual properties. And... I've been lucky, I guess. I've been blessed and cursed <laughs> in, in both ways. Um, in the case, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, at first it was a curse because when I started uncovering all this stuff, I thought, oh my God, this is this is this is reprehensible. How do I explain this to people? And I remember this very, I remember it very vividly back in, I'd say, about 2010, 2011. Um, as all this information started to to, to uh, go through me, I started to understand what was going on. I'm thinking, oh my God, how do I explain this to people? And I remember going walking past people in, in, in stores and thinking, I know something that you know. How the hell do I explain it to you? How do I how do I tell you what's going on? What I understand here, and, and it's taken me quite a few years to really uh, be able to put this in, in, in a in a narrative, I guess, uh, to where I can explain it to people. And, and and what I've basically done, I guess, is um, unwound the whole banking system. Well, unwound the whole economic and banking system as it's operating right now. And what we have is we have a system that's just reprehensible. Um, it is. It, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I've been trying to get in there. Um, oh, I just like to, occasionally I want to get a little question if it's okay. When you say to go back a little bit, maybe you can elaborate. You say that you know the industry. Everything is patented. Maybe you can go into further detail so people will understand what you mean when you say that. Okay. Well, let's let's start with the um, let, let's backpedal a little bit uh, uh, beyond or back further than that to the uh, mortgage loan agreement itself. Um, these Fannie and Freddie documents that people signed, uh, believing that they were mortgage loans. Um, underneath that is a and this this is probably the most the most reprehensible fraud uh, in the history of man. 
what they've done is they have deceived people into uh, accepting mortgage loans or with the belief of accepting, accepting a mortgage loan, which is not a mortgage loan at all. It's a, it's a mortgage, but it's not to real property. It's to intellectual properties. It's to your name. And this is evident by an agreement that is between MERS, Mortgage Electronic Registration Systems, and if anybody that's fighting this stuff uh, and fighting these uh, uh, foreclosures are very, very familiar with MERS, um, and Nations Bank, which, of course, is Bank of America. And what this agreement is, it's a credit security agreement uh, that is not disclosed to anybody, no consumers. As a matter of fact, it's totally omitted from any kind of disclosure. Uh, it is a registered trademark, which by rights of the Langham Act, which is a, um, uh, which really is an act to protect consumers. Um, you know, like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is a trademark, right? Um, Anheuser-Busch is a trademark. Uh, McDonald's is a trademark. So you've got all these trademarks. And the purpose of trademarks, one of the main purposes for trademarks is so that you and I, as the consumer, can source the goods and products that we purchase. Well, what they've done and what they intentionally did was they left out the omission or they omitted the fact that MERS is a registered trademark, uh, which, is a very big, which is a very, very big important point because uh, had we known, had it been disclosed, we would have been, somebody would have, I wouldn't have found that at the time because I, I, I didn't know about any of this stuff at the time back in 2005. I didn't know about this, but somebody would have come uh, forward and said, hey, wait a second here. MERS, that little circle R registered trademark, there's an agreement here between MERS and Nations Bank, and <laughs> there's something funny going on here, and there is something funny. What right. Anybody who signed a mortgage loan, one of these mortgage loans, which is over $100 million, um, gave away, gave, actually they gave exclusive licensing rights to their name, to their signature, to their legal fiction, to their identity, they gave, we basically, it, 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 it really truly is uh, an agreement of involuntary servitude um, that was presumed that we would accept. It is extremely heinous. It's extremely, uh, 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 it, it's difficult to find the words for it because what they've done, and if you can, if you can appreciate the fact that our name has value to it, which it does, uh, and that and I think you know this, and most people know are aware of this now. Anytime your name is put, or your signature is put to something, it's sold in the market, right? I mean, you're familiar with all of that. I think most people understand I have, that. Yeah, I have. I've heard that. I don't. I haven't researched into that. Okay, well, that's a fact. And, and the reason why this is is because of um, revisions to um, Article UC, Uniform Commercial Code, um, Article Nine, and this was in 2001. And what article, what UCC nine is, is UCC nine was kind of a revamping of secure transactions and uh, uh, collateralizations, meaning rehypothecation and selling uh, time and time again, securitization, um, pooling and pooling and uh, um, uh, selling into securitized pools um, and securities. Well, what the other thing that falls underneath UCC nine is intellectual properties, which is patents, copyrights, and trademarks. So what, what occurred now with this UCC-9, with these revisions, was that anything, that, that, well, that they can go ahead and, and, and collateralize our signature. So anything we put our signature on, uh, anything that our name is associated with, uh, is pulled and then sold as securities. And if you, if you subscribe to the fact, now here's the basic question, the most simple question, is, well, wait a second here. If that's the case then, then where is my 
credit? Where's my return? If everything I put my signature on is valuable, as a substantial considerable value, why am I not getting any kind of returns on these things? And the reason why is because they drug it right into the public, or I'm sorry, right into the private uh, within MERS and its member banks and its member uh, associates and subsidiaries and affiliates and, of course, bar attorneys. And so what people signed, they didn't sign a mortgage loan. They basically signed away their right to uh, 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 live, uh, the, the right to uh, um, uh, uh, grow their wealth, uh, the right to grow their estate, the, wealth, the right to uh, um, uh, uh, provide uh, for their kids' futures, uh, the right to uh, 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 send their kids to a good college without being uh, um, t- uh, hoodmarked and hoodwinked by Sally May. Um, and, and all these things occurred through patented processes. Um, they floated us through, anybody who signed one of these loans, like I said, over $100 million. This, is, this is not a small potato here, this is a huge, huge thing. Anybody who uh, signed one of these loans, they gave up all their rights to their identity. And the, the, um, the payoff for these criminals, and that's what they are, they're criminals, uh, is not the not the foreclosure and repossession of a, uh, a real property of your house. What they're really after is they're after your estate. They're after killing off uh, your heirs and beneficiaries. Uh, they're off. They're, they're after killing your uh, kids so that they can steal your estate. Uh, there was never a mortgage loan. Never, never, ever, ever was there a mortgage loan. It is a leaseback transaction for a future foreclosure. So what they did was they took your property or whoever signed one of these mortgage loans, they took that property, they sold it at three times the the market value, uh, fully amortized, and they pocketed millions and millions of dollars into Merrill Lynch, into J.P. Morgan Chase, into Wells Fargo, into Deutsche Bank, uh, and they pocketed it this time and time again, right? And they separated the books. So rightfully speaking, because you leased, you can lease them, you're the lender, because you lease them the use of your real property and your name and your identity and your signature, uh, you're entitled to get monies back. You're the creditor. You're not a debtor. None of us are debtors. And, and that's what this MERS Nations Bank agreement is prima facie evidence for. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at it or not. Uh, I, I did email it to, to you, I believe. Um, I don't know. Have you had a chance? Did you get a chance uh, to review it at all? Yeah, I did have a chance to look it over, because one of the things we were making is claims. I'm like, well, what do you have? What evidence do you have? I know some of this is your subjective interpretation, but I know that you have thousands. I mean, you, what you told me was, you know, you definitely have backing on at least a lot of a lot of how these mortgages work, and um, and you found certain clauses that you researched, and you were able to, you know, the more you looked, the more you found. So I do understand that. Well, well, and that agreement is prima facie evidence that uh, well, it's prima facie evidence for uh, on several points. Uh, on the one point, it's prima facie evidence that you were not a debtor, uh, and that you have uh, accounts and trusts out there that are rightfully belonging to you, uh, but they've been separated and they've been taken off the books and hidden from us. And uh, that's exactly what they did. And that MERS Nations Bank agreement proves that. Uh, it also proves the fact that we were uh, made uh, um, complicit to uh, the laws of the Commonwealth of the State of Virginia. We don't want to be a Commonwealth. And that's what I found out here, that the Commonwealth is the worst, is the worst beast 
uh, that 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 is um, thriving all this global uh, deception and this global uh, um, uh, theft of wealth, uh, trillions and trillions of dollars, and it's under the principles of commonwealth. Um, as a commonwealth, uh, that's our beeline into international maritime, which is a beeline right over to uh, uh, the British Crown and, of course, bar attorneys. Uh, and the bar attorneys have engineered these patented processes, and I'm not talking about a handful of patented processes. I'm talking about hundreds of patented processes. Um, the one I have in front of me right now is one from J.P. Morgan Chase, and uh, this is it, it's an estate disposition modeling. And what it is is it, it sets up uh, trust, many, many, many different trusts that are set up on a hierarchical uh, basis, in other words, you know, your daughters, your sons, so on and so forth. And it is, it lays it all out beautifully. You think, okay, this is great, man. I can build my wealth. I can, I can, I can provide for my uh, future, my, 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 my kids and, and my uh, heirs and beneficiaries, and I can set up my estate. But that's not what it does. What it does is it steals the estate from people. That's the goal of what they're after. What they're after, and, it's been, and what they've done is absolutely brilliant. It's devious and evil and, and absolutely despicable. Uh, and, and, but what they've done, and I can prove this hands down, it's very simple to prove. Uh, it's a lot of documents. It's a lot of new language. And it's, a lot of, it's sophisticated. Um, and, and that's exactly the point. The point of what they've done is they have designed a system uh, that is beyond our uh, capacity for understanding. Uh, it's beyond our knowledge level. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, it's, what it was in, it's intended. Uh, that's the trade secret. The big trade secret is let's fool the American people. Let's fool the global population. Make them believe that they've got a mortgage loan. Make them believe that's an ordinary course mortgage loan. When in fact, that's a big lie. It's a total, total deception. It, and, and, uh, and I can prove this very simply through any number of patents that I pull out. Uh, all of these patents, all of these financial gain patents, all of these wealth-growing patents, all of these uh, foreclosure patents, all of these uh, facilities of patents with bar attorneys and the court system, it's all geared towards stealing away a person's personal property and their estate, which is their name, uh, their, pro their, their real property, and anything that, that, that you own is theirs for the grabbing. And there's nothing you can do about it in the court system because the court system is rigged. We can show and we can prove that, um, that judges are getting kickbacks in terms of uh, annuities. Uh, we can show that uh, county officials, state actors, are getting kickbacks to keep quiet on these things. Um, and this is not difficult to prove. I mean, this is all, it, it's, it's new. It's definitely new. Um, but, and it's difficult to understand for some people because it's beyond our level of comprehension because it's, it's something that is totally new to us. Uh, to, 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 to understand that, wait a second, how can, how is it that I got a mortgage loan? You're telling me that there's no mortgage loan. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's beyond our comprehension. But we've got to learn. And that's, that's what I'm, that's, I guess that's what I'm about. Uh, that's what my goal is and my, <laughs> my determination is, is to expose these things. And yeah, and for me it's difficult. Like normally I like to have, you know, I have questions lined up, but this is, this is all new language and this is mm -hmm. not an area, I, I mean, actually I do. I've purchased homes in the past and so I know about mortgages and how they um, work. And mm -hmm. I remember buying a home when it was just stated income, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and, um, 
it, it was just remarkable. But, you know, that's how a lot of this started. All the problems started with these stated incomes. That was a um, setup. That was a setup. That was, I, can, I can prove that, that, was, that, that Merrill Lynch, Own It Mortgage, um, uh, um, Countrywide, um, Deutsche Bank, Wells Fargo, um, all these banks, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, they set it up. They, they intentionally set the, 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 the industry up to collapse. They intentionally set up uh, the, the, mark, uh, the, the whole economy to collapse. And they did that by just what you just said, by the stated income loans. Um, this, this occurred, really began incurring in earnest with Merrill Lynch's order to all its warehouse lines of credit and all those lenders underneath it, including Own It and Option One and, and MLM and all these other ones, uh, to abandon lending standards and to not verify uh, incomes and to just start handing out mortgage loans. Uh, so you had a, so what happened is you had a mix of people that some people were truly did qualify, but a lot of people didn't. And, uh, of course, uh, those went into foreclosure nearly immediately. And within about two years of, uh, um, uh, of the stated incomes, that's when the economy began to falter, and a year later it completely collapsed. And that was done on purpose. That was done intentionally. And, that can, and again, that's not difficult to prove. Um, I can put a whole U-Haul to prove all of this information. Uh, it's all been patented. It was all intentional. And, and why was it intentional? Because... They're not after just the real property. They want the estate, the estate of uh, uh, which is very, very valuable. That's our full faith and credit. That's our birthright, if you will. I have one of our um, very intelligent participants in the chat, and he says he's been talking about this for 20 years. He says he's been screaming to people about this, and and this is a very knowledgeable person and someone that we're that I know fairly well. So, mm -hmm. you know. Well, the, the the thing the thing that um I want the thing I would like to get people to take a look at and start thinking about here. I get the I get the arguments about the birth certificate. I get all of that. I understand it. But at the same time, though, these are outdated concepts. It's not that they're it's not that they're wrong. They're not wrong. What it is, though, is is that uh, we're, we're under the impression that everything is kind of hunky dory in order an ordinary course. Of course, we don't. Know, of course, we're, we're looking around now. We're saying, well, wait a second, something's going on here. Something's not right. Uh, and it, it's that ordinary course myth. Um, but there was a, that the, the economic collapse was literally a coup d'état. That was an engineered coup d'état, and that was the global takeover uh, because they knew. Once they collapsed the economy, of course, the Treasury would come in and have to bail them out. But what they were really after was they were after all the insurance policies that they bet against people's lives. Um, remember I said that these weren't mortgage loans. These are lease agreements. So what they did was uh, they took all that money and they put it into high-yield annuity funds uh, that basically are a hedge against our failing. Um, and that's exactly what they're doing. So what happens is while we're going through life, thinking everything's grand and, you know, we're, we're, in our, we're in our white picket fence and, you know, apple pie, 4th of July, you know, uh, land of the free, home of the brave, and, uh, you know, that whole BS uh, uh, United States uh, marketing crap. Um, what, while we were in, in that fantasy, which it was back in the 40s and 50s, and, you know, as the economy started to grow, I mean, it was a big thing, American, the, the American dream. Um, so, the, so that while that theme's playing here in the mid 2000s, what they're really doing is they're they are they are selling us time and time and time and time again, and they're building and accruing wealth into all these separate managed accounts and all these trusts 
that are kept hidden through this MERS Nations Bank Agreement uh, so that they can set up our foreclosure and our demise. So that they can literally, their, their target is to literally bankrupt us and make us wards of the state. And so what happens is when somebody is pulled up in court on a foreclosure and they're standing before their judge, you know, trying to argue their point, and of course the judge is not listening because the courts are rigged and crooked, but, you know, the fantasy is there, well, I'm going to find justice here. But while that's going on, uh, bar attorneys are filing, uh, earnestly filing uh, 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 in the background through these automated processes for your uh, uh, agreeing to an abandonment of property. And it's not, a, it's not the abandonment of real property we're talking about, it's abandonment of your estate. So while, you're, while, while everybody else is fighting for their, their, their home, uh, they're missing the point what's really going on here. What's really going on here is these sons of bitches, and pardon my French, pardon my language, are after your estate because they've accrued massive wealth to it, massive, massive, multi, multi, millions of dollars to your estate. That rightfully is yours. Because all the trades that are taking place, all the sellings that are taking place, they're doing with your signature through a power of attorney that they stole through the MERS Nations Bank Agreement. That we have no idea about this stuff. So what have, that's why that's why uh, um, they're so vicious in coming after people on foreclosures um, and, and don't stop until they get you out of the house because they cannot access those multi-million-dollar annuities until they get you to force you to abandon your property. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. This is this is literally the sucking the life out of our, our, of us. It's killing our kids. It's taking everything that should be ours and pocketing it and leaving us with nothing. It's despicable. That sounds criminal, and it is. And you know, many people that come on these calls and listen to these podcasts and are involved with them, they've had experiences where. They have been, you know, targeted in the way that I refer to it to you um, for their property, trying to get them to abandon the property so yes. they can take over. I mean, I've heard this, you know, many times from people. Um, so, but what they don't understand this is what this is what I'd like people to start understanding and trying to wake people up to is is that it's not the real property. That 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 that's they're after that. That's that's their future compensation for the for the uh, broker that sets you up to begin with, or that loan originator that sets you up for failure. That's just future compensation. What they're really after is they're after the estate. Uh, they want they want to make sure that you are uh, deemed incompetent, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, this all has to do with uh, allotments uh, under Indi- the old Indian affairs uh, to territories. Um, when when uh, um, uh, what, this is back in 1897, I believe, when uh, uh, Indians were uh, relocated and given a piece of parcel property, uh, and if that pro- piece of property was paid off, then of course they would they would get the trusts that that were accumulated behind um, uh, the mortgage loan. Well, what's really happening here is they targeted the Indians for uh, failure. I mean, what, what happened to the Indians? You moved them off on a, into reservations where there were no jobs or anything and uh, uh, got the Indians hooked on uh, drugs and alcohol. And so what happened is uh, they were deemed incompetent. They would lose their property, and the trusts would cha-ching uh, out to the bankers and all the, uh, the, the criminals that basically set these people up. It's the same thing that's going on today. And I can, I can show, prove, and demonstrate where all these trusts are hidden. Uh, the trusts are hidden within the Railroad Pension Fund. Uh, they're hidden within the Department of Labor. Uh, they're hidden within the Department of Agriculture under the co-ops. Uh, they're, hidden in, uh, they're hidden all over the place. So there are multiple, multiple trusts that are ours because it's our, because it's our name 
that is trading. It's our name that is being bought and sold time and again. Well, I'm sorry. Wait a second here. If, you, if you're going to sell my name and you're selling uh, and I'm the collateral guarantor, the IRS, the IRS clearly states that the collateral guarantor is not a debtor. He's a creditor. But yet we're treated as, de as, as debtors. Now, in specific to these patents, they've, and through the MERS Nations Bank Agreement, and this is what we don't know about, and, and, and let me mention one thing about patent. For something to be patentable, the, the advantage for a patent owner, he has two guaranteed rights, basically, or privileges um, by law. And, and, and that the first one is that, that he, he's entitled to exploit the patent, which is exactly what they're doing here. They're exploiting us. Uh, through these patents that we don't know about because they weren't disclosed to us. And the reason why we weren't disclosed them is for the second patent owner's rights, which is to exclude others from using it. So what they've done is they've run us through, for instance, a Goldman Sachs wealth-growing patent, and they ran us through as the grantor. So they ran our signature through this, these things um, and made us the, the guarantor collateral. And they, through a Delaware trust underneath Delaware business, they have assumed that we as natural persons would say, oh, yeah, go ahead, manage all our affairs for us. Go ahead and create stocks, bonds, trades, lockboxes, so on and so forth. That's go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Well, that's what they've done. They've come in, in, they've come in and they've acted as our principal by presumption so that they can take everything and make us the surety. It is extremely, extremely unlawful. It is despicable, it's reprehensible, and we've got to start waking up to these things. We've got to start uh, saying, wait a second here, something's going on here. I mean, too many people are losing their lives. I mean, think of all the, how many people have committed suicide over this? Um, how many people have died over this from stress or from uh, just, and, and if you know anybody that's fighting in foreclosure, it's a terrible thing to be in. I mean, it's tremendously lonely because they've made it out that all people in foreclosure are deadbeats, liars, and cheats. So they've, they've, they've laid the perfect uh, facade so that they can get away with these crimes. And they never expected, <laughs> I don't think they ever expected somebody like me to come along and figure out what they were doing. And, and I guess that's what I've done. And so what I'm trying to do is, is alert people and educate people uh, as, as simply as I can, because I realize this is very, very complex. Um, what's going on here. And, and really the foothold on this is that MERS Nations Bank Agreement. That agreement right there is our, is our agreement to involuntary servitude, but it's also our agreement to freedom. If we yeah, you know, I speak to a man who um, worked in investment banking, and what you say mirrors a lot of what he told me when he was hiding. He was hiding in the um, Irish countryside, and he was going to expose a lot of this, and I was introduced to him by an investigative reporter. So it's not new news what I'm hearing from you, and I know that. Um, so I, I, you know, a lot of what you say I've heard, you know, and I and I think it's um, I think it's great that you've done so much research and you have, you know, all that documentation to show it. So um, maybe some of that you can share with me. Well, yeah, I could share. I mean, I could share a lot of it with you. I mean, there's, there's, the patents are one thing. Um, it, there's uh, the trademarks. What they did was uh, because they um, because they did not disclose and omitted the MERS trademark to us. They uh, they 
they concealed the fact that uh, they took our identity and they're putting and they're putting our identity, our identity, our, our common law trademark, our common law copyright, um, into pools of uh, trademark financial goods. So, in other words, uh, uh, trademark financial goods of Merrill Lynch, of Goldman Sachs, of Aquin, and so on and so forth. So what we're dealing with here is we're dealing with a totally different kind of um, transaction uh, that's, in, that's in copyrights. Uh, copyrights, trademarks, and patents. And, and what's interesting about it is, and, and the proof of this is everywhere, all we've got to do is open our eyes. One of the most telling uh, examples is uh, from ONIT's, uh, their application back in 2006 for a product uh, called the Right Loan. As a matter of fact, that was the one that, that, that my loan was underwritten under, was the Right Loan. And um, a very astute uh, trademark review attorney, he denied them their, uh, tr the trademark on it, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, uh, in effect, that well, you guys are, you guys are uh, knowledgeable in these areas. Uh, these are very uh, sophisticated uh, methods and sophisticated transactions that you're familiar with, but the people that you're dealing with are not familiar with these. In fact, they may buy only, they may only purchase a house once in their lifetime, and they don't know anything about tra about trademarks. They're not sophisticated. In fact, they're not. Um, so that, that that really amplifies uh, exactly what we're dealing with here, and, and really is an admission uh, or an allegation, um, which really uh, is, is it goes more than that. I mean, it's really uh, exposing the fact that that none of these transactions were mortgage loans at all. What they are are these sophisticated transactions. So a lot of the evidence that I have uh, gathered is within trademarks. Um, it's all it's all in the public. It, none of this stuff is hidden. It's all it's all hidden in plain sight. Um, the, the security agreements. Uh, I'll give you another example. First American Title. Um, under one, of, I think it's either First American Title. It might be a lawyer's title. And this explicitly says this. And uh, it says that uh, we are the grantors, um, and we're the and we're the guarantor of collateral, uh, and that we exist. This is a quote. We exist for the pleasures and profits of legal representatives and their subsidiaries and affiliates. And that's exactly how they've set it up. They've set it up so that they can fix the system, so that everything is operational by lawyers. Now, now this, now this, now this is not just apparent to mortgages. This also goes into CPS and family law and why people are getting arrested for no reason, uh, because uh, there is, it's an incentive-based uh, operation. Um, CPS gets, gets incentives uh, um, and awards for meeting goals and meeting uh, a legal uh, um, a, a, a point scoring system, if you will. Um, and, and so this is all directed by attorneys. And the most profitable area of law is family law because that's where the money's at. That's where the estates are at. That's where uh, uh, they can deem somebody incompetent. And, and that's exactly what they're doing. They'll deem somebody incompetent or, or they'll arrest somebody and have them checked for and have them uh, uh, given a psych evaluation um, so that they can get their incentives. They can get their awards because everything goes against proving somebody incompetent so that they can get some kind of incentive award for doing so. It's disgusting. It's reprehensible. Now, the proof of all this is within the trademark agreements. Uh, I've got dozens. I've got, I've got dozens. I've got probably hundreds of, of these trademark agreements that, that that clearly lays out. It states right in there that that we're agreeing to give them all rights, title, and interest to our common law copyright and trademark. Well, what is that? That's our name. That's our identity. 
So these are all things that they presumed that we would give them. And, and so, we, so what we're operating on here is we're operating on a presumptive system uh, that is, that's operating not in the ordinary course of business, which, by the way, is a huge, huge violation under UCC-9 by not disclosing to us because it's violated our constitutional rights and protections to due process and equal protection. So, I mean, these are huge, huge things we're dealing with here. Um, and, and, and so, uh, you know... I, I'm more than happy to share documents that I have. Uh, the, 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 the trademarks, the copyrights, uh, the patents, of course, are, 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 are gold documents. But all this stuff links together uh, in, in, a very, in a very descriptive uh, storyline, in their own words, mind you, uh, of, of, of a system that is, is operating on fabrication and forgery uh, with the whole goal of, of using us uh, for our for our full collateral value until they can drain us of it all and then make us wards of the state, and, and it, it's it's just <laughs> it, 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 it's 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 hard to understand, it's difficult to understand. It's, it's some people might say I I don't believe that I don't believe it. Well, you know, start that Merge Nations Bank Agreement um, and read that and, and ask yourself a question: Did I sign on for? A mortgage loan, or did I sign on to give away my identity? Because that's exactly what that Merge Nations Bank agreement is. It's it's saying that you agreed, and this is why people. This is why you've got all these. This is why they keep coming after people. This is why they keep arresting people. This is why they keep taking kids away. It's because they we've given them full power of attorney over us without 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 our questioning it why because we never knew because we we put faith in a system that we were protected by tiller or by resp or by cps but at the same time none of this shit exists it it it, it doesn't exist there's no protections there because they stripped them all from us yeah so what have you done with all this information that you have come across and um, all the documents that you now have, have you reached out to people? I know you came, you reached out to me. Um, have you reached out to other people? Um, oh, yeah, is, I, I've, done, I've done lots of programs. I do lot of, lots of programs on this. I've got my uh, Facebook page. I've got my uh, uh, mortgage equals copyright derivative Facebook page. So I put a lot of information out there. Uh, I'm also proactively working for the remedy. Uh, and the remedy, as I see it, is we've got to roll into Treasury. We've got to roll ourselves into Treasury. Now, this, this, this is birth certificate related, but it's more so the fact of coming in on a, by self-authenticating ourselves, because if we want to be self-governing and we want to be above these codes and statutes, we have to um, uh, take control of ourselves. We have to assert ourselves. We have to get out of this uh, system uh, that we're, 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 we're uh, deemed as incompetent, uh, which is what codes and statutes are. So what I'm doing is I'm rolling in. I'm doing it differently than other people. Other people are going in and they're basically throwing paperwork in, into a black hole and hoping that it sticks and hoping that they get issued a black card um, and, and they can be free of this stuff, which is all great and wonderful except for the fact that people that have the black card live in fear. Uh, a lot of times they're relocated. A lot of times they disappear. So uh, that's something that, that I don't, I'm really into, you know. So... Um, uh, I, I want to know what's. I want to know all sides of the picture, and that's that's my that's my architecture side. I don't want to. I don't want to throw a dart at the uh, at the wall and hope it sticks. I want to know what's, what the hell's on the other side of the wall, right? Um, so what I found out and what I've learned is is that all of these monies, proceeds, and insurances that they've that they've stolen from us, guess what? They're all hidden. They're all hidden behind IRS tax shelters. Everything, everything's hidden there. 
All our status corrections are hidden there. Everything that they've done. And let me tell you, let me tell you how blatant this is. They have literally, quite literally, they have pulled visas, international visas for us, and they've literally have put us as residents of Luxembourg, as residents of Australia, as residents in England, so that they can hide the money, so that they can become tax-exempt, and so that they can hide these uh, uh, proceeds, these annuities, these insurances, uh, the, our properties uh, over, in overseas accounts um, at, at, with us there as a foreign as a foreign national, which is what which is what we truly are. That's our true status. We're not U.S. citizens. We're foreign nationals. Our U.S. citizen is our is our all caps name is our fiction. Um, but they literally have done this to us. They've made us. They, they, they've taken us. And and it, it blows my mind when I first started realizing this. What they were doing here. Um, and and they, we have a we have a, a um, exchange program with England, to where we can't become. Uh, or, I'm sorry, they can't become residents of, of the United States, but they can make us residents of, of, the, uh, of England uh, for tax purposes or for student purposes, for student visa purposes, or for a special type of visa that, that is for uh, business traders, which is what we are. Our name is in trade. And, and, and so, the, so what they've done here is they have made us literally stateless. So all of these things that I'm describing are all hidden in tax shelters. So what I'm doing is I've already put paperwork into Treasury. I've already put uh, um, paper into the, papers into the IRS. And um, I, I got back a – now I was behind about five years of my taxes. So I got a very threatening letter from the IRS saying, well, you're a tax protester. We're going to find, find, find you $5,000 and, you know, all this crap. Um, and uh, – um, uh, uh, but they said also, in, in, in no uncertain terms, hey, it's kind of like a knock on the head. Hey, idiot, get your taxes caught up, get your filings caught up, and then do a FOIA, and then you know, uh, get into the tax shelters so that a proper assessment can be done. So the IRS really did give me a big clue on what to do. Uh, so I'm days away, a couple of days away from filing all that paperwork. And so what I'm doing... And this, and this is the remedy. This is truly the remedy because uh, we've got some good ammunition here. That MERS Nations Bank Agreement is very, very, very powerful. So what I've done and what I'm doing is there's certain four IRS forms. Um, 2848 is, is, is absolutely crucial, absolutely critical. Uh, you have to remove all powers of attorney because it's that bar between our living man, living woman, and our all-caps name that allows these SOBs to control our lives and to, and to steal from us. And that's exactly what they're doing. So it's absolutely crucial that you have to do a 2848 and remove all powers of attorney, inserting yourself as an attorney in fact. But, but beyond that, you've got to uh, also assert yourself as the administrator, the executor, and the secured party. Uh, and that's, that's a, a principal and creditor. Um, then you've got to do a 14039, which is an identity theft IRS form. That's what I'm attaching the, and that's what I've already done. I've already te uh, with with uh, or, sorry, with fiscal services and treasury. I've already uh, uh, I've already got the Merge Nation Bank on a, uh, agreement on file with them, and I, I could tell from their weekly meetings that it is having some effect. Treasury is looking at some of this stuff, and they're, they're starting to scratch their heads and think, "Wait a second, there's a lot of fraud going on here." So they do recognize that there's there's something going on. 
Um, but I atta- I'm attaching the MERS Nations Bank Agreement to the 14039 for identity theft. And then I'm filing an 8821, which is uh, authorization to access all those um, tax shelters because I want to access those so that I can collapse them because those tax shelters, that's ours. That's where they're hiding all the monies that were taken, put into trust in the separate managed accounts with that MERS Nations Bank Agreement. So we stand at a, we have a good, 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 good opportunity here to break everything wide open. Yeah, you know, I like. I know it's mind numbing. (laughs) It is mind numbing, and this is a lot of information that I, you know, I'm not very familiar with it, so I don't have all the words, I don't have the context. So, um, but it's definitely it's disturbing and alarming, and I do want to kind of look into it further. And like I said, I've heard I've heard things very similar to this before. So, but. yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that information. I I think to, to our community, it's really important to hear like what the repercussions have been um, for you, uh, if any, um, in the process of discovering all this information and trying to spread the information. And um, what has happened to you? Were you targeted by the bank? Um, did you have any issues? It sounds like you have. Oh, well, I've had I've had issues from uh, the bank. I mean, that's what got me into this thing to begin with. But am I being threatened by authorities, uh, Secret Service, FBI, or anybody? No, they're not. They're not messing with me at all. And, and, and I, I, I think I know why. Um, and, and well, one, I think <laughs> it may sound odd, but I mean, it's, it's, I'm not. I'm not a religious person by by no means. I'm a fallen Catholic. <laughs> I was raised Catholic and adopted a Catholic. You know, born in a Catholic. Um, uh, uh, house fun with mothers and did that thing for 18 years and I finally decided ah, I don't want part of Catholicism so I'm not religious at all but uh, when these things collapsed and the economy collapsed and um, I mean I, I didn't I didn't sit there and one day just wake up and say oh gee I'm gonna find out what's going on and, and you know unwind all this thing and I mean I was never <laughs> I don't think anybody would actually uh, attest or, or, or um, uh, rise to that being as an ambition I kind of sort of fell into it but at the same time, I feel like there's, there's a hand on me guiding me on this stuff because I, it's, it's some of the things, the way that this has come together for me and the understanding of this, this is not just me. This is somebody that, this is some other force that's guiding me, and, and blessed, I've been blessed and cursed by it at the same time. Uh, so I, I think to some degree I'm protected by, uh, I'm protected in some way. Nobody's messed with me yet. Um, and I also feel that to a big degree, I think that the government uh, is, uh, is kind of glad what I'm doing uh, because there are a lot of you know, not all governments crooked. The state the state governments are just are, are just pure corruption. Um, the federal government, yes, that, that there's a lot of corruption there, but there's a lot of things that just aren't known. Um, there's a lot of people I know for a fact in the IRS that that are dying to get to these people and to come after these attorneys and come after these judges, but they can't unless we come in and properly position ourselves, as I'm mentioning, with the 2848 and putting ourselves in a position to say, hey, okay, I'm here as my whole person. I demand that I have all my lines of uh, business. I want to I call in all my lines of business. And by the way, uh, my identity has been stolen here, and you're, you, have a, you have a constitutional right to protect me now. And see, that's what puts us in that position now, because we have no constitu- constitutional protections right now. We have none. We have no rights. So that's why we've got to roll ourselves through treasury in, in such a manner to where we uh, get those uh, constitutional rights. So I know that the IRS is dying to go after these people. Um, I know that uh, the SEC, listen, for the past few years, SEC, uh, FINRA, 
uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, uh, even the U.S. Coast Guard, for God's sakes, um, and, and, and IRS have all been putting nuggets out there for us to grab onto. Uh, they know that we're the beneficiary. They know that we're the equity owner. They know that we've gotten screwed over in a big, big way, and they're putting out nuggets for us to grab onto it. Uh, so I, I think that in terms of uh, nobody messing with me, I think uh, I think I'm, I this is me. I could be wrong on this, but this is kind of what I, I'm thinking, and and, and uh, that I think that um, I'm providing a service that kind of jumps the gap, connects the gap, because they can't do anything until we wake up and we realize what's going on and we take the proper measures uh, to remove these powers of attorney and to and to get get the authority and get the authority uh, to get justice here. Uh, so I, I think that uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, so what I would like to do at this point is I'm going to open up the floor uh, for questions, okay. and you can answer them. So what I'm going to tell everyone to do is star eight if you have a question uh, for Ken here. And then um, when I get to you, it's going to queue up. When I get to you, you'll hear a prompt that you're being unmuted, and at that point you can ask your question. Just going to give everybody a heads up. Okay. I don't know Linda had some questions. Is she up here yet? I'm Linda, I'm going to come to you. Okay. Hi. Hi, Linda. Hi, Hi. Ella. Thank you. Hi. How are you doing? Okay, Kim, I got a couple of questions for you, if it's okay. You said you're offering a service. Um, what, what service are you offering at this point? Are you offering a service to us to do something about no, all I'm this? No, I'm not offering a service at all. I'm just educating oh. people. I'm just educating oh. people on the fact and, and what I'm doing. I, I'm not an attorney, so I can't oh. give any legal advice. Um, right. I can't do any of that. Um, but uh, the way I look at it, and this is this is, <laughs> it's for pure entertainment purposes. But but you know what? This is all entertainment because it's a freaking joke on what's going on here, what's taking place uh, with what they've done with us. Um, so what I so uh, no, I'm not operating this service. Not at this point in time. I'm not. Um, that's not. That's not that that right. that will probably come to pass at Thanks. some point in time. Uh, right now, I'm just educating people, uh, and I'm pushing myself through the process and getting people aware of these things because this is something that we can actually uh, do something about. Um, Great. Okay. Can I ask you another question? Sure. What does what is the, what do the family law courts have to do with estates? You said it's family law that that. That deals with this. I'm curious. I don't understand that. Well, you know, I'll give you an example. For um, uh, there's there's an indenture that we all are uh, have been obligated to without us knowing about it, and it's a Delaware indenture, and uh, it's specific to mortgages, um, but also the family law too, because it all ties in. Um, they, How does that tie in? Well, it ties into the Uniform Transfer to Minors Act, uh, which is, uh, uh, has to do with our children, has to do with uh, uh, estates and beneficiaries, has to do with a generation-skipping trust. Um, and uh, what, they, what, what they need to do, what they want to do, what their ambition is, and this is, this is straight out of uh, indenture, is, is uh, for, them, for us to get to abandon our property, uh, it's all done through the Uniform Transfer to Minors Act. It's all done through uh, um, uh, 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 acts and, and uh, laws that, that have uh, really screwed up our citizenship and nationality. Uh, specifically okay. So, but, but let me ask you this: um, So you don't feel that the probate courts are are in charge of um, what what properties are are ultimately? Um, uh, I can't even think tonight. But are ultimately uh, left to our children that this is family law. Well, the, the probate, probate courts, courts the, the, the Supreme Court. You remember, um, 
Jacqueline, um, oh God, Anna Nicole Smith. Remember her, uh-huh. the the, the, um, the yeah. blonde bombshell had, that's dead now, but right. married the 80-year-old uh, um, uh, a billionaire. Uh, right. That that case went to Supreme Court twice uh, because the kid, obviously the kids were, and I don't blame the kids, were in an uproar uh, when they were pulled out of the will. And the Supreme Court, and I, I don't know the I don't know the exact name of the case, but there were two cases, and the Supreme Court said that the state courts should have no involvement whatsoever with probate uh, because they're biased because the state judges are, are, are going to take from all of this. So uh, the Supreme Court said that they're, they're biased, and it's not fair. It's not a fair uh, 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 um, allocation of justice. And really what it should be, go, what they all should go through is an Article Three court, which, of course, where is There's only one Article Three, and that's in D.C. Uh, so probate is not the best place to go with these, uh, with these cases at all. Um, but he's a lawsuit. When it becomes a lawsuit. When it becomes a lawsuit, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, when it becomes a lawsuit. Um, and really the best place that I'm finding really the, to, to go after these things, and, and, and in terms of family law, in terms of, of those issues, here's what they've done. And this is, this is reprehensible. But what they've done in, in my case, and, this is, and I never knew this, um, that fathers... Um, whether you were the, you know, whether you're married and you're at the at the at the, at the bedside when your wife's given birth, um, we're required to file a uh, a paternity uh, statement with the states uh, to, to to so that to say that we're you know we're the, we're the father and we're the responsible person. Well, because we didn't do this, um, they separated us uh, um, our marriages and have uh, separated us into domestic partnerships and have really messed around with uh, legal terms uh, so that they can administer to our states or administer to our, our competency level. So they're basically saying, well, you're, you know, uh, uh, you're incompetent and you failed your children because you did not uh, 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 register yourself, so to speak, by making a statement that you're the responsible father. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but these are the things that they're functioning on. Um, yeah, but here's the deal. A person in their will can leave anything to anyone. The problem is people aren't. People is people, the problem is people aren't doing wills. That's the problem. Well, if they don't, that's too bad. But I think most of us do. And the problem is most of, most people fast. most people are not, not the doing the wills, and, and no, they're not no. they're not doing them. And no. uh, even if you do have a will, it, it kind of it, 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 to a large degree it doesn't matter because it's ripped apart through other actions and through other uh, undermining uh, um, facilities, if you will, uh, that that rip apart uh, these estates. Now. We can show. Well, it, just, everything can be up to a lawsuit, but I don't yes. think that's just not something that's happening everywhere. I sure mean, the family is. law courts have to do with family law, and yes, they have to do family with law. Family law. Family law. I can, I can give you. I can give you, exa- I can give you examples. I give you examples. Mm-hmm. I can. I can give you a hundred people at least that 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 would argue with you on uh, uh, the family law issues and CPS and what's being done with them about ripping their kids away from them and how it's being done. Uh, it, it, it's reprehensible what's taking place. Well, I agree. It's horrible. I think it has to do with ch- with child trafficking, but that's a whole yes. other issue. Yes, um, well, it does. This is, all, this is all human trafficking. I mean, the, the, the fact that they're, that they're selling us uh, in components, even though it's a, in a virtual world capacity, it's still human trafficking. And it's the same thing with the children, except that, of course, it gets, then it gets into the real aspects of human trafficking. But it's horrible what's going on. Okay. Um, where can we find this MERS a banking agreement? Where can we find a copy of that for ourselves to read? Um, I have a, I have a copy uh, on my mortgage equals uh, copyright derivative page. Um, I've got the full PDF there. Okay. Um, and who owns these tax shelters that you're talking about? 
that yeah, behind the IRS. Can you tell me who owns those those tax shelters? Well, it's LLCs um, that, that own them. Limited it's the corporate structure. Uh, what they've done is they've uh, uh, made us as uh, limited partnerships, uh, which, of course, are, are not protected. We have full liability. Uh, and what they've done is they've structured us through the state, uh, secretaries of state, and, and they have really messed around with our status, which the IRS says they really don't have a right to, the state really doesn't have a right to do. Uh, it's for the individual to. Uh, but what they've done is they've buried all of these, um, our assets, if you will, and our states and our trust within uh, LLCs. For instance, uh, um, uh, LLCs under Merrill Lynch, uh, under a different subsidiary and affiliate name. Uh, I found mine here in, in Oregon. Uh, mine is under a company called KWDS, KWDs. My, my name is Kenneth William Dost. So KWDs LLC. So that's where all my assets are hidden that I'm trying to open up and get into. So I've been lucky to be able to track mine down. Um, but uh, uh, these are in multiple locations, um, in multiple countries, in multiple states. Okay. I, I'm, too, missing some some assets and wondering where the hell they went, and I I am looking for them, too. Maybe I'll contact you on Facebook. And see okay. I'd be, happy, yeah, I'd be happy to go over to more detail yeah. and, and give documents out. Because, I really, yeah, I do realize this is kind of uh, difficult to grasp onto, if it's, especially if it's something that's new. Um, but the documents, uh, documents don't lie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why we need to see as many documents as we can get our hands on. Right. And, and, okay. and that MERS Nations Bank is, is really crucial. I mean, when you read that, and you, re- and you now here's the one thing. Let me make another point about this, about the about the mortgages specifically, um, yeah. and, and in terms of the Fannie and Freddie document. You know, that, that, that's a standard form document that was uh, uh, came about uh, by presidential mandate under Richard Nixon to uh, uh, make a standard form uh, mortgage loan agreement because there are so many different out there's so many different thousands of uh, documents out there and contracts out there, and people are getting ripped off by scrupulous lenders. And it's like, wait a second here, this, this is the house, this American housing industry. You know, it's got to be some integrity to this thing. So let's create a document uh, that is a standard form document and make sure that everything was a, is with the, within the four corners, and no hidden terms or anything. And that's how that document came about. And that was back in 75. So when MERS was added to this agreement without any kind of fanfare, without any kind of representation, and with the omission of that, uh, namely the omission of that little circle R, uh, what they've done is they've shattered that whole four-corner ruling. I mean, they completely shattered the, 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 uh, the uh, uh, mandate completely because what happens here is that MERS, Mortgage Electronic Registration Systems, blows apart the floors, walls, ceilings, roof, and connects right down to this MERS Nations Bank Agreement. Um, I mean, it's, it's really, really divisive. Yeah, I remember looking into this years ago, and, and something was very wrong with this. Yes. Okay. I appreciate your information. I will contact you on Facebook, okay? Great, thank you. My name is my name is Linda Costanzo. I will Okay, okay. You, okay, I'll make a note right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ella. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate uh-huh. your questions. Thanks for your answers, uh-huh. Ken. I'm sorry, what was that? I said thank you for answering. Oh, okay. No problem. Okay, I'm gonna come on down. I start from the bottom or the top? I'm going to start from the bottom. So Southern California, I'm coming to you. Hi, Southern California. Hi, Ken. Uh, this is Lauren. I'm Unfortunately, I didn't get to hear your whole talk, but what I did hear you say is that this whole thing is human trafficking, and it's also entertainment, which is really sad because they're destroying people's lives over entertainment. 
And you're absolutely right, because I can tell you that when I first became a targeted individual and I moved down to San Diego, I went to see the rabbi, and you would think that a rabbi would be the pinnacle of integrity, but what happened to me is I was sitting waiting to talk to the rabbi about my situation, mm-hmm. and, the secre- and the secretary, this was back in like 2000, okay, so we're talking 17 years ago. Okay. The secretary said to me, oh, your entertainment is here. I mean, she said that to the she said that to the rabbi. She said your entertainment is here. I mean, she was totally outright forthright about the fact that people were using me for entertainment, and I knew for a fact. It- Oops. Hold on. Let's see what happened to her. Huh? I think she dropped. Yep. She'll call back. So I'll go ahead and go to Maine. Mean I'm coming to you, and if you have a question, that'd be great. Hi, Maine. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Ken. This is Beverly. Hi. How are you doing? I, I, yes, we've talked quite a few times sporadically on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm having just a piece of a time. They've taken all my property because I've fought them tooth and nail. And uh, I even went and filed bankruptcy thinking I could force them to show where I owed, you know, uh, money. Mm-hmm. While in bankruptcy, took my property and I, an appeal in the First Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, well you know, the it's a little hard, Maine. It's a little hard to hear you. Is there a way you can talk a little closer to the mic? Uh, is this better? Much yes, better. much. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So I'm in the First Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, and. Uh, they have not answered anything. And, and I was talking to someone the other day, and they said, just file a summary judgment. They're not responding. Well, here, here's the problem with that. The problem with that, again, comes down to powers of attorney. Uh, we don't realize the, uh, the number of powers of attorney that are in play. Um, and, and, and a lot of times we try to get information. A lot of times we get ignored. We're getting ignored because, uh, well, <laughs> they, well, one, because the services have set it up this way. But, but more, more uh, uh, um, uh, uh, realistically what's going on is, is, is that uh, the power of attorney doesn't allow them to talk to us. We, they can't talk to us because we've got a power of attorney that's directing everything. Um, so that's why it's real important to kill that power of attorney and to insert yourself in as an attorney in fact, because th- that's why they don't talk to you, number one. Number two, if MERS was a part of any kind of document that you signed, I would wave that MERS Nations Bank Agreement down, and I would lay that down in front of the bankruptcy judge. This goes for anybody or anybody that's fighting foreclosure. Um, this would be my this is a suggestion, and, and I've suggested to several people, and it has worked uh, to where uh, people's um, – uh, uh, auctions have been canceled indefinitely, so that it, it is an effective tool. I would wave that MERS Nations Bank agreement under everybody's face in front of the attorneys and in front of the judge and say, this proves, this proves that I am not a debtor. It also proves that I have separate accounts and trusts out there. So let's balance the books because when you open up those books, you're going to come out the creditor every single time, every time. That MERS Nations Bank agreement is very, very powerful because that agreement says, number one, 
it says that there was never a mortgage loan in real property to begin with, and that, that what, what it is is it's trespass, uh, uh, conspiracy, infringement, uh, all kinds, a host of unlawful acts uh, on, on you and your personal property. Um, but really the power of that agreement is the fact that uh, the section that talks about separately managed accounts and trusts, it's like, okay, I've got accounts out there. You've stolen my, pri- my private personal property and took it in your private. So fine, Mr. Bankruptcy Judge. Let's balance the books, but you can't do that though unless you do the. Uh, you have to do also do the uh, uh, um, uh, removal of power, uh, revocation of all powers of attorney. Now, the, the fact that you're in court, though, you know, the court's crooked to begin with. No matter how you look at it, it's crooked. Um, that's why I kind of advise people to just try to stay out of it as much as they can. Um, and and um, uh, like I said, I've had people. Um, Waive that Merge Nations Bank agreement uh, to the servicers and to Bank of America and to whomever. And in some cases, they've backed off and they've canceled the auction. Uh, because what you're saying to them at that point in time with that agreement, you're saying, and, and I've, I've literally said this, I've literally said, wave in front of their face and say, okay, go ahead, Mr. Attorney, Mr. Bar Attorney, Mr. Bank, Mr. Merge, Mr. Whomever. Go ahead. You go, you go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. You want to take my house away from me, you go ahead and do it. But no. I want you to understand and know that I know exactly what's going on. I know that there was never a mortgage loan, and it's evident by this agreement. I'm going to roll in the treasury. I'm going to collapse your damn tax shelters, and it's not going to be me that's coming after you. It's going to be the federal government that's going to come after you, and they're going to come after you, and you're going to have no immunities at that point in time. So that's kind of what I kind of uh, uh, give suggestion to on how to handle these things at this point. And it's working in some cases. They've had such pleasure coming after me that they uh, they sent the sheriff over here while I'm gone looking for me. So yeah, that's that's reprehensible. I mean, it, it's disgusting that we've gotten to this kind of this point in this country. Yeah. Well, you know, it's because it's also too because um, now the one thing I did here in Oregon, um, and, and I don't know if you could do it at this point in time. You probably still can. Um, I filed a, um, a, a, a what do I call it? I call it a um, uh, um, a declaration of non-abandonment of homestead. Uh, because one of the things that, and this is another, this is another aspect of the Fannie and Freddie documents that are kind of BS. Um, you agree when you sign those contracts that that you abandon your homestead. Um, and, and homestead is very important because homestead it, it varies from state to state. But I know here in Oregon that um, if, if 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 you lose your if you have a home if you're if you're a homestead and you do end up losing your home uh, and you do end up uh, getting evicted and, and, and foreclosed upon and and your estate gets closed on, you're guaranteed fifty thousand dollars at least. Okay, uh, so that fifty thousand dollars, you know, where that's going, that's going in your sheriff's pocket. That's their incentive. Now, here what I found out in Oregon, I found out that the sheriff out here has a benevolent society uh, for, I think it was through a boys club or something that is in um, uh, um, Klapskanai. Well, it's a total front. It's a total front so that they can launder money. And what they're doing is they're laundering the homestead money that would have gone to you had you not been forced to abandon your homestead through that uh, mortgage loan agreement. It, it's, it's reprehensible. So what I did is I filed. Now, I was lucky. I had the county let me file it. I don't know if a lot of counties, I know a couple people tried filing it, and, and the counties wouldn't accept it. But uh, I was lucky in my case to get it filed. And it, it basically says, uh-uh, I'm not abandoning my homestead. No way. 
So what I've basically done is I've basically shut down any kind of uh, monies that are going to that would have been that that uh, go that would come that would come to me uh, that get diverted to the sheriff's department that are evicting me. All right. Does that help? Uh, yes and no. Uh, they're taking three houses, but they're not two houses. But you know, you know, Beverly. I, I really think the best thing you need to do is you need, you need, you really, really need to uh, get all those powers of attorney revoked and and kind of some, listen to some of the things that I'm putting on Facebook and some of the documents I'm putting on Facebook. Uh, I, I think this goes for everybody. Um, and this is not legal advice for my attorney, but but it's common sense. The common sense here is listen. We we can show for a fact that there's fraud going on here. It's, it, it could be shown all day long. I could sit here for a week and lay down fraud for somebody and show them that. Uh, so it really comes to a matter of uh, handling this administratively um, and getting yourself in the Treasury and, and, and using uh, uh, knowledge and, and, and being really assertive with them and saying, listen, I know I've got these accounts. I know these accounts are out there. All I want to do is balance the books. And uh, once you balance the books, they're done with. They have nothing. They have nothing to gain. And also, another thing too is when you go through the IRS, you can go ahead and use use the 1099, 1098 system uh, and, and file back against them uh, because there never was a mortgage loan. There's never was a mortgage loan. The money that they're foreclosing upon is money that should be going in your pocket. But because we didn't know about these things, um, uh, uh, we never claim them. Now, here, here's the thing that really aggravates me about all this. I do get the secrecy part about this. I get that, okay? I get the fact that, that, um, uh, uh, that, that, that the, 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 the growth of an economy or the value of an economy or of a country is based on uh, a person's uh, human output. I get that. Human capital, I get that. Because if gold, the gold standard could not substantiate the amount of growth and uh, um, uh, um, uh, advancement and technology that our society ha- has seen. So I, I get that part of it. But here's the part I don't, that makes me mad. If I'm standing in front of a courtroom and, I, and, and, and this idiot next to me is, is saying, oh, you sign this, this is a UCC free negotiable instrument, and I lay down that MERS Nations Bank Agreement and I say, bullshit, there was never a mortgage loan. At that point in time, it should end. At that point in time, the books should balance and you should walk away with your estate. But it doesn't end that way because these criminal SOBs, because they think that we're stupid, because they think that they've made us ignorant, because they've lied to us and successfully have lied to us for so many years, they think that they can continue going down this path. So we have to change the discussion. We've got to say, listen, you SOBs, we know what's going on here, and you're not going to get away with it. Because once we start doing that, it's very important, because once we call their game, and we know what their game is, and once they see that we understand what's going on here, they, they may, the smart ones will back off because they know at some point in time that the federal agents will come knocking on their door and arresting them because what they've done here is a blatant violation of our equal protection because none of these things, none of these things are court actions, none of them, because not until we've exhausted all our administrative processes. And, Beverly, you've gotten, you haven't had a single chance to exhaust one of your administrative processes because you didn't know because they successfully lied to you and lied to everybody else and that's really shitty that's wrong so we've got to change that conversation and we can do this uh, the MERS thing in Maine the Maine Supreme Court said if MERS is nominated they cannot foreclose but in my case they said they could 
I mean, well, they, they said the same thing here in Oregon, too. You know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a cover story. You know why, though? Because here's the problem. I've seen many, many MERS cases, as I'm sure a lot of people have. The problem with it is nobody has pled the proper MERS case. And the proper, MERS case, the proper pleading for a MERS case would be this, would be MERS is not, has anything to do with a real property transaction whatsoever. MERS is a licensed trademark, I'm sorry, registered trademark, which I was never given disclosure of. So MERS is a trafficker of people, and they're trafficking my identity, they're trafficking everything about me. This has nothing to do with the mortgage loan whatsoever. This has to do with the undisclosed United States registered trademark, and that's a violation of the Langham Act. That that allowed that it's supposed to be allowed for me to source the goods and products that I purchase. Nobody ever told me MERS was a, was a registered trademark, so nobody ever told me that this has nothing to do with real property. That this is a sophisticated trade uh, transaction that's beyond my capability without any kind of knowledge or disclosure. That's the way this should be properly pled, and nobody's done it that way. Everybody has gone on this uh, this argument about uh, uh, you know trying to compare it to real property, and it doesn't work. Because it's not properly pled. Nobody's, nobody's properly identified what MERS is. Well, that's what MERS is. I just told you what it is. It's a registered trademark that's undisclosed. It's a huge, huge thing. Well, I'm, I have to answer to the First Circuit Court of Appeals by the 17th of what the issues are. I've, I've got to do this. I've got to get on top of my game here because this might be what saves me. However, I know about... My whole life started when they went after my family trust. The whole thing. We're losing your audio a little bit, hon. My whole mess started with when they went after Florida trust and put me in a state court, and I kept saying, how can you do this? In the wrong state, mind you. My parents died in Florida, and they dragged me to court in Maine for 20 years. So I sued them for $20 million. Mm-hmm. Do it again. Kent, we're going to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I put out something, um, a document, a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, with lawyer's title, uh, and it's out of Florida. And, and, and what it says there, it, it, again, this goes back to the fact of what they're doing without us knowing about. They're taking, they're, they're assuming, <laughs> fraudulently, <laughs> fraudulently assuming, of course, uh, that that we're agreeing uh, that they have full license over our, our identity, so they can take us wherever they want to, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, in cases of foreclosure, I mean, let's take, let's take, a, um, uh, let's take, a, in your case, Maine. Or in my case, Oregon. Um, you know, when they're foreclosing upon you, it's like, wait a second here. You're not foreclosed. This, this isn't, this isn't pertinent to Oregon law. That you're foreclosing upon me uh, underneath the Commonwealth of the State of Virginia per this undisclosed MERS Nations Bank Agreement. And further, what you're doing is you're also disclosing or you're foreclosing upon me under Delaware trust law uh, that says that me as a natural person appointed you as a principal. Uh, to manage all my affairs and, and, and that you can foreclose on me. I didn't, I didn't agree to that BS. I didn't agree to that at all. Uh, so then you've got uh, um, uh, the, the state of Massachusetts, which has the uh, um, uh, trust, which can coincidentally has a couple of very interesting trademarks in there, uh, one being separated at birth, uh, the other one being mother. Uh, so you've got that. And then you've got the Commonwealth of uh, the, the state of Pennsylvania, which is what all these uh, 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 business structures are based 
based upon or that they've manipulated us and turned us into limited liability partnerships. No, not, not limited liability, limited partnerships. Uh, and they've turned our marriages into domestic partnerships and without our knowledge behind our back. So you've got all these things that are going on. You know what? All of these things are presumptive. It's all presumption. So if we, if we, if we come formulate a plan here, and this is what I'm working on, this is what I'm doing right now, is working on a plan to say, listen, I revoke all commonwealths, period. I revoke them all. I rebut them all. I never agreed to it. I don't want to be a part of your bloody commonwealth. That's rebuttable. I never agreed as a natural person, a living person, or any person to uh, allow you to uh, act as a principal agent uh, to, to create stocks, bonds, debentures, so on and so forth, and create lockboxes, and then come back and take my property away. I never agreed to that either. So that's rebuttable. So we've got to start targeting these things. We've got to start going after these guys in the attack. And everything we're dealing with is rebuttable presumption. It's just got to be done properly and, and, and done as a, you know, targeted. And it can't just be a uh, – I know a lot of people do a lot of uh, revocations, uh, a blanket revocation. Blanket revocations don't work. They've got to be targeted. They've got to be specifically targeted. Um, and I think that's, that's a very good uh, uh, target. It's a very specific target. Commonwealth, the Merge Nations Bank Agreement, um, Delaware, all these things. Do we send that to the state of Delaware, the revocation? Uh, I would, well, I would do it. Uh, yeah, I think I would do it to Delaware, but I would, I, what I'm doing is I'm doing it all with Treasury. Um, because, and the reason why Treasury is so important is because Treasury is where we can gain our constitutional uh, um, uh, protections back. We don't have any constitutional protections in these states at all. We have none whatsoever. Now, it is true that uh, this, the federal can trump state law, but the, but the states are allowed to basically do whatever they want because that's what the, uh, that's what the states are. They're autonomous. Um, but in order, but the, but the federal government can't thump them. The problem is. You, we can't prove, as we sit right now in, in, in the codes and statutes, we can't prove that, that, we, that they've uh, violated our constitutional rights because we have no frickin' rights. So the point of rolling into Treasury is rolling into Treasury and saying, hey, I'm here as my living woman, I'm here as my whole person, um, that uh, you guys stole my assets here. I got all these assets in these, in these uh, that I could show there, I mean, all these IRS tax shelters, and, and, and I got all these lines of business out there that you've created on, my, on a stolen signature, violation of constitutional protections, violated my equal protection, violated my due process, violated my First Amendment rights. So what you do now, and also you've got another very important issue, which is called the Copyright, 1790 Copyright Act. When the living man slash woman comes forward, all interest vests back to that person. And in the event that monies, profits, whatever was earned off of that person, without their knowledge or their signature, it's three times the damage. That 1790 Copyright Act is hugely important, and nobody caught that. It's hugely important. So what you have now, and it also says in there that the federal government has, uh, it's a shared copyright. Federal government, I think it's 60%, you get 40%. That's cool with me. I'm good with that. Because, hey, Mr. Mr. uh, uh, Treasury man, I'm here. I'll give you your 60%. That's cool. I'll take my 40%. But your job now is to protect me constitutionally. So, see, that's the point of going to Treasury. That's why why it's so important to get the hell out of the state and roll into Treasury. And also another thing. One more, thing, one more point real quick before I forget. Uh, Treasury also recognizes common law. Common law is alive and well in Treasury. It says in Treasury's own regulations, a man should get out what he puts in. And if he's not getting out what he's put, what put in, he has a common law claim. Well, I have a 
transferred to Treasury from First Circuit? Do I remember? Well, you're not going to you're not going to be able to transfer anything out of bankruptcy. You can't transfer that. You could just get it's going to be just to start doing getting your paperwork together oh, uh, I'm and in, filing in Treasury. I'm in First Circuit uh, Court of Appeals for violation. I, you know, to be honest with you, I was in appeals too, and and uh, I found out that appeals was holding up everything. If appeals was causing more damage, I just decided to dump my appeal. I, I dumped the appeal completely. So screw it. I don't want to do with the appeal because appeals holding me up. Uh, so I do have a standing judgment out there, but I'm still in my house. And also, too, that's, that's going to be going away, too, because uh, here I come in the Treasury. I'm going to wipe out that debt in Treasury um, because the debt never existed. Okay. Thank you so much May- for talking with you, Ken. No, you're welcome, Thanks. Beverly. Thanks, Maine. You know, and these things, these things, um, Ella, are are developing. Uh, these, are, I mean, there's a lot of people that ask me about doing classes and doing videos, and and, and I'm working on that. I, I've got a good t- uh, team that I've got together now uh, to help me uh, organize better, so that we can. And one thing we want to do is we're working with other people to operate and open, not operate, but to open up um, uh, uh, different uh, uh, podcasts, if you will, or or seminars, learning seminars, uh, in, in as many states as we can, to start educating people on these things. Because um, you got to be, you, you can't. There's no one, two, three, step-by-step process for this. That would be dangerous. That'd be like giving a, 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 a two-year-old a loaded gun. You know, I mean, you've got to understand uh, the premise behind all this. You've got to understand what's going on before you can take action. Uh, so we're we're working on getting those things together so that people can be properly educated. Yeah, and Cynthia, the one who uh, put us in touch with one another, she'd mentioned that you're, they were trying to push you um, to present to the House Service Finance Committee in D.C.? Yes, I would like to do that. It's something that I came up with that I would like to see happen. Um, and the reason, the reason why I thought of that and the reason why I became very interested in that is uh, uh, there was a um, – end, end of July, I think it was, uh, Steve Munchen, who's, who is the um, – Acting uh, secretary, or not the acting, he's the appointed secretary of the Treasury, uh, was basically put on the hot seat by that by the House Financial Services Committee, and they basically said, "You're lying. You know, you you, you lied about a lot of things. You lied about your own company and IndyMac. You're concealing assets. You concealed uh, 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 a lot of things that uh, a lot of frauds uh, during the collapse, and, and so they really went after him." And I thought, well, wait a second here. These people, I got to talk to these people because I, don't, I can guarantee you that these that these politicians, they don't have a clue that that Merge Nations Bank agreement exists. They don't have a clue that all these things are patented. They're, they're clueless, and they need to be made aware of these things. So yes, I would I would love to, and that's that would be a big goal of mine, ambition of mine is to sit before the Senate, uh, I'm sorry, the House Financial Services Committee, and say, hey, this is what's going on here. You need to do something about this. Yeah. Yep. They definitely need to, um, <clears throat> some attention needs to be given. Yes. So I, I have a, a Dr. Sean Andrews. He's unmuted, and I know he had some questions. Are you there, Sean? I am, Ella. Uh, Great. Thanks for having me on the call. Um, I guess I just have a more practical question. I, I've been trying to follow along, along and there's a, there's a, um, quite a bit of information uh, you've conveyed to us. And, um, I'm going to give you a situation, and uh, I just want to know what the practical takeaway is. So, you know, I'm a person who's employed. I'm a person that uh, doesn't take on any debt, uh, has few credit cards, has uh, a very nice uh, low-interest uh, you know, fixed-rate mortgage, 
uh, live with lives within their means. Um, I don't do anything risky. I I put away for retirement. Um, I you know I, I don't drive a fancy car. Um, what do I have to be afraid of here? Uh, what what should I look out for? You know, being that you know I always sort of you know live within my means and and again uh, am a very practical person. Well, let me let me give you that. Let me answer that with another with an example of my own. Um, back in 1998, uh, 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 Michelle and I we bought uh, 10 acres of property here. We were very conservative. Uh, we were very had a very good credit rating. Uh, we we uh, exercised the, the due diligence with our finances. We drove uh, at least vehicles. Actually, um, we uh, had a, a, a savings. We had some uh, stocks and bonds. Uh, we were living quite well. Um, and uh, uh, well within our means. And uh, we had uh, successfully developed this 10-acre parcel, built a house on it, and, and we're, we're secure for the future. And uh, doing very well, had no problems. Um, we're, everything looked, uh, you know, everything was hunky-dory. And then all of a sudden, U.S. Bank targeted us, and this had to do with a simple refinance. We refinanced, this was right after 2001, after 9-11, when the interest rates plummeted. So it was, it was prudent uh, to refinance. And uh, we did. Uh, as we found out years later, though, we were targeted by U.S. Bank. We became a business opportunity for U.S. Bank because of our frugalness, because of the property that we, that we were situated on. So I guess, I guess my question, my answer to you is, is hope that you don't ever get targeted. Um, I hear what you're saying as far as living within your means. Uh, I know a lot of people. I know a lot, a lot of people who have uh, um, uh, been in the same situation you're in, same situation that we were in, uh, that have ended up losing their houses. Um, and they've gotten away with it because there's no uh, oversight. Um, and that, that's, the scary, that's the scary thing about this. Um, when U.S. Bank targeted us back in 2001, I did everything I could. I, I went out and tried to uh, secure uh, um, uh, uh, attorneys to go after these people, and nobody wanted to. Uh, nobody, no attorney would take on the case unless it had a high uh, um, um, a contingency because it was a bank. Uh, I went to the U.S. or to the Oregon Attorney General. They basically slammed the door in our butts because the OCC had, had taken away all our had preempted uh, all states' consumers' protections. So anything that any kind of uh, remedy, any kind of uh, any kind of uh, legal action was impossible and that's the frightening thing about this uh is it can happen to anybody so uh, let me just uh, walk us back for, for a second so you said you bought a snake property and it was you said it was taken by the bank could you go into some of the some details about how that how that transpired well they never took it from us because we're still here they never took it. They tried to. Um, and I also fought back on it. Um, I, I, what they did was uh, they, they uh, 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 there was a simple refinancing that they kept on delaying us on and kept on, and kept on uh, dragging it down the road. And uh, uh, it got to the point where uh, we had uh, um, uh, um, uh had to had to uh, uh, had to pay the mortgage, um, and I asked uh, U.S. Bank, "Well, I'm not going to pay the mortgage here. Are we going to is this thing going to is this refinancing going to go through and take place?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's going to take place. It's going to take place." I said, "Okay, well, I got to pay Washington Mutual." No, 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 don't pay Washington Mutual. We've got it all covered with them. Everything's approved. Everything's ready to go. And that was our big mistake. We 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 put our faith in uh, that there was a fiduciary duty with U.S. Bank, uh, and we didn't pay the mortgage. Uh, and everything fell through. 
through after that, which destroyed our credit. Of course, it wasn't our fault. It was U.S. Bank's fault, and there was nothing we could do about it. So that's, that's the start of it. So what happened at that point in time, our cost of living went sky high. Um, the two vehicles that we were leasing, like I said, we leased vehicles. We turned those vehicles into released vehicles. We were turned down for releasing vehicles. We couldn't even buy new vehicles. We ended up having to buy two used vehicles for astronomical interest rates. And this is all spurred off of nothing that was our fault. Nothing. But this is what happened to us when our credit got damaged and it got intentionally nixed by them. So what we did, I went to, like I said, I went to all these attorneys, got nowhere with them. Went to the attorney general, got nowhere with them. So I went to the OCC, got nowhere with them. So somebody suggested, well, why don't you uh, contact the senator and hey, get a get them involved. So I did do that. I contacted uh, Senator uh, um, uh, Gordon Brown at the time, and he did a senatorial inquiry with uh, the OCC. Uh, About a week after he did that, I get a phone call from the president, the president of U.S. Bank, and he forced us upon uh, taking a settlement. Uh, There's all kinds of conditions around us. There's a lot of stress going on, a lot of, of, uh, um, like I said, we were on our own. Uh, literally, I mean, the senator did his inquiry, but after that, he was unavailable. So we were kind of left. We were kind of left to our um, unprotected. And uh, so, as I understand it, it did cost U.S. Bank uh, uh, a considerable amount of fines. But of course, because bank secrecy laws, they weren't informing of it. Well, what happened after that was U.S. Bank. Uh, about two years after this happened, our ins- homeowners insurance got suddenly canceled on us for no reason. And the only reason why it did get canceled was because an insurance payment that was supposed to be made under co- by contract with U.S. Bank that did not make. So we lost our insurance. U.S. Bank wouldn't step up to the plate. State Farm wouldn't reinstall us. And uh, they were moving us quickly towards uh, foreclosure. I mean, they, this was, boom, they targeted us. These are the things that happened. These are the things that happened to lots and lots of people. And once you're in that, uh, that, that whirlwind or that or the tornado or whatever you want to call it, you can't get out of it. And that's the frightening thing about these things. That's why these things have to become known. So um, I'm looking to uh, myself and my fiance. We're looking to purchase a home coming up in in March. Right. Um, uh, you know, something within our means. Uh, we're using just a rough formula where uh, we want we're targeting our mortgage payments to be about a quarter or less of our monthly income. Uh, so we're you know, trying to stay within oh. our means. Is there are there any things I should look out for or be concerned about? Uh, yeah, there's some big things you should be concerned about. Uh, is that Fannie and Freddie document? If MERS is within that Fannie and Freddie document, that the mortgage loan documents, which that's that's what they'll be. They'll be the Fannie and Freddie documents. I would I would insist on getting full disclosure, and, and part of that full disclosure is that MERS is a trademark and that underlying MERS Nations Bank Agreement, because rightfully speaking. Rightfully speaking, what these loans are, what they've, what they've turned these, and this is, this is what's very good about this if it was transparent. Um, that MERS Nations Bank Agreement really is, a, is an investment contract that runs adjacent uh, to uh, a mortgage loan. Uh, so that it allows, you to grow, it allows a homeowner to grow their investments based on their collateral value and their name and signature and so on and so forth. So it's, it's an investment contract. Uh, so I would insist on uh, 
not signing a mortgage loan unless I had my uh, personal broker and, and, and my investment account that runs uh, 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 compatible with that. Um, that's what I would, because what's going to happen is if you don't get that, they're going to make a tons and tons of money on your estate using your, basically at that point in time, which would be a stolen identity. And it's an investment account. Interesting. I would suggest that to anybody who's buying a home is, is to be very careful about signing anything uh, that has MERS attached to it. And I wouldn't sign anything unless you had that investment account that goes along with it. So I'll probably I'll likely be pursuing uh, an FHA loan. Um, uh, would you happen to know? I mean, I guess it's bank dependent, but would you happen to know if the uh, sort of FHA template would uh, coincide with uh, MERS? Yes, it does. The whole thing coincides with MERS right now. I mean, it, it's FHA, it's Ginnie Mae, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's all those programs. I mean, what they've done here is, is and it is, it's a matter of just non-disclosure. Uh, what they've done here is, is they, they've um, uh, uh, put us into instruments um, that, are, that are supposedly a mortgage loan, but they're really their investment contracts uh, to our estate. Uh, so any kind of any kind of transaction, FHA, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Ginnie Mae, um, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, uh, certainly, uh, I would insist on full disclosure, and I would really, really look in to make sure that MERS is not attached to any of them. Uh, but, but unfortunately, it is. It's just something you got to be very wary of. And like I said, I mean, you can the things that are happening to people here. Um, yes, I agree that um, uh, the people that a lot of people that got these stated income loans, they had no business getting any of these loans whatsoever. Uh, they were set up for a particular purpose, and that was to crash the economy for the estates, for the underlying estates, and, and the monies attached to. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is we live in a lawless society. I mean, it really is lawless. Uh, we live in a society where nothing's disclosed to us. Everything is portrayed to us as being. Um, uh, uh, ordinary course, but it's not. I mean, behind their backs, they're operating the goods, and they're making a lot of money on that. And if you get, if you catch the eye of some broker uh, that thinks that you've got a gold mine or thinks that you've got a profit range and get targeted, then you got problems. So I would, I would suggest be, just be very, very wary and be very careful about what you're doing and, and make sure that you go in with uh, both eyes open and full disclosure and ask all the questions. Fantastic. I really appreciate the tips, and, uh, and Ella, thank you for letting me uh, ask my question. Well, thanks for your um, intelligent questions, and thanks for your intelligent answers. Okay, so I'm going to come to Massachusetts. Hi, Massachusetts. Hi, this is Sally Ann. Um, Hi, Sally Ann. Hi. Hi. Um, I have been exposed to a little of this. I don't understand any of it. I can't I can't follow it. It's just too much information. But there is a lady down in Washington DC right this minute who has taken this to court. And um you know, it's it's all they asked. They made her prove who she was. They told her in court she had to prove who she was, mm-hmm. which is very complicated. Yes, it is. It it is. Yes. 
Which is really, and, which is really ridiculous because uh, uh, they can they can use our signature time and time again, but yet if we want to get our signature verified to the actual person being us, we can't do it. it, it it's mind-boggling. Yeah. So anyway, they they arrested her. They put her in jail. They're playing games with her, and she knows it. And she's just she's just um, she's just playing it out. I think she's a lawyer, but. I was just having. Okay, okay. Heather Tucci. Yeah, okay. Well, Heather Tucci made a mistake. I know what Heather Tucci did, and she's by accessing the ACH accounts. She's not wrong on that. What she's wrong on, and what she made a mistake on, is is that uh, you have to have pro- yes, you have to have proper authorization to uh, uh, access those ACH accounts. I know those processes. I have those processes. I understand those processes, um, and and the paperwork that needs to be done. There's certain federal federal uh, reserve forms that need to be filed. Uh, there's treasury accounts that need to be opened uh, to open up the accounts, and, uh, and and settlement agreements, and master agreements, and pass through agreements with Federal Reserve so that you can have access to those ACH accounts. So um, what she did was right. I mean, I, I, I applaud her for what she did, and it is absolutely right. The problem with it is, is, is that she didn't tie it in with the backside. She didn't tie it in with the foundation, and, and that's the foundation. The foundation of this is you have to have all your ducks in a row here uh, and do this properly, um, and you have to uh, uh, go into, you have to remove all, like I was talking about earlier, as far as the IRS is concerned, you've got to remove all powers of attorney and collapse those, those trusts. So there's a lot involved with that. It's not really complicated stuff. It's just time, it's time consuming, um, but it, it is the foundation that w- will tie in what she was doing, that will allow us to do those things. Because, yes, there are hidden trusts out there. There's all kinds, and I don't call them secret trusts, because they're not secret, they're just hidden. Uh, and they're hidden because we haven't got, you know, we, have, we don't know the knowledge of these things. I know where they're at. I, this is what this, my research has been about for 10 years. I know exactly how they function and everything. So what she did is right, and we're getting there. Um, it's just got, we got, we got to tie in these bottom-level uh, uh, foundation processes first. Right. So, I mean, um, I don't understand what's going on. I, I, I've listened to her, and she confuses me when she talks because I don't know what she's talking about. Well, you know? Ta- but now, yeah. now they're sending her to Tennessee. She has to go to Tennessee to court. So is, is it possible that her account is in Tennessee? Um, could be. Could be, but there's that there, there could be. I mean, there's a there's, there's accounts everywhere. I mean, um, there, there, like I said, the, 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 well, first of all, let me tell you, let me tell you what we are. Let me tell you what I can prove we are. We 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 are inheritors to a credit union. That's what we have. That's our that's that, what they did. Is not the birth certificate that's so much ingrained. It's 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 the bloodline uh, that ties back to our parents and our grandparents. So we are a credit union. And uh, if, you, if you open up a document called LM30, it's from the Department of Labor, it will describe uh, kind of two sides of a coin, okay? Uh, the one side of the coin will describe employees. Well, we're considered federal employees, even though we're not, but that's how they've, made, that's how the, that's how they've uh, de- uh, have relegated us. And then you'll have another section where it talks about uh, 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 stocks, bonds, dividends, so on and so forth. And these are all the trusts. These, the, these are all the assets of the trust and all the monies and, and the uh, 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 proceeds and insurance of the trust that don't have to report anywhere 
except in tax shelters. Those are the trusts. So, uh, and those trusts are lying in the railroad pension fund. Uh, they're lying in the Department of Agriculture. Uh, they're at DTC, of course. They're at Bank of New York Mellon. They're everywhere. We've got accounts all over the freaking world. Yeah, this is like too much for me to handle. I need, I, I need help with this. Well, what it is, it, what, it, what it comes down to, the most basic, the, the easiest way to explain it is that it comes down to the theft of our identity. Now, now, if you can accept the fact, and this is kind of hard for some people to accept the fact, but if you can accept the fact that, that our name, every time we put our signature on something, that it is put into a pool and sold as securities, which is everything that happens, uh, that means that our identity, our signature, has value to it. Um, so somebody else has taken our signature by, by the MERS Nations Bank agreement or by some other kind of sort of agreement where we were, where we were hoodwinked into giving away our identity uh, and making those monies that are rightfully ours. So, I mean, when you, when you, if, you can get, if you can understand that concept of it, you think, wait a second here. Wait a second here. Where the hell's my cut? I'm the creditor yeah. here. Well, now, almost every document I have now my name is in capital letters. They call that the straw man. Well, don't, the straw man is the wrong word to use. That's an outdated term. What it is, it's your legal fiction. It's, your, it's a line of business. It's your U.S. citizen. Your all-caps name is your U.S. citizen. Um, your your, your uh, uh, lowercase is, your, is your, na- America, or, sorry, your foreign national, American national, foreign national status. So two different statuses. So, again, uh, what it comes down to is between your foreign national which is uh, uh, IRS tax shelters, by the way, uh, and your all-caps name, which is your taxable U.S. citizen, there's a bar that's between, and that's the power of attorneys. That's what you've got to kill. You've got to kill that. You've got you to kill it. You've got to follow 2848 with the, with the um, uh, um, uh, IRS. File a power of uh, attorney with uh, this, your state and basically fire all powers of attorney and put yourself as an attorney in fact. Because what happens when you do that, now all of a sudden you strip away all their powers. Now you can go after the enforcement thing. And it's, yes, it is a lot to handle. It is a lot to understand. And it is complex. The beauty of it, though, is, is that it's unraveling and, and the facts are, are, are prevalent here to that, that if now see, she doesn't know about the Heather doesn't know about the patents I don't believe she does I don't believe she knows about the trademarks I don't believe she knows that all these security agreements uh, that that stole their identity are, are clearly demarcated and, and, and recorded underneath trademarks that's a huge huge thing that we want to use we want to use that to our full advantage uh, and uh, that's what I plan on doing <laughs> well um, um can I just have um, your your name at, on your Facebook page so I can go and look at that? Sure. I just posted a whole bunch of stuff there today. It's Ken Dost, uh, D-O-S as in Sam, T as in Tom. D-O-S-T? Correct. Dost. That's correct. And it's under Ken? Yes. Ken Dost. Ken Dost. Easy on, to find. And you're on the Facebook, and you've got all kinds of documents there. Uh, you've got you got friend, uh, friend me, and I will. Uh, uh, I got another page, uh, uh, mortgage equals copyright derivative. That's kind of a secret group because that's where I record all the documents. I can file all my documents there. Uh, so just friend me there, and I'll make you a, 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 a member to that group. So then you can have all, access to tons of tons of documents. Um, and that's that's really go to the pinned post first. Uh, because that's the document, or that's the that's the narrative that attaches the MERS Nations Bank Agreement. So all the documents are there. But my Ken Doss page has a lot.
lot of information on it as well. I just can't put documents to that page. Right. So uh, my name is Sally Ann Deegan. Okay. And I'll look I for will, you. I will. Um, I will. Uh, I I I just. I'm just so tired and worn out. You know, my brain's not working right. But it's got to be deprogrammed. That's what I call it. It's deprogramming. We've got we to deprogram ourselves of all the bullshit and nonsense that we've been uh, deceived with. Um, this, this is everything that we're talking about here at night is yes, it's very complicated, but it's a beautiful thing. That really is a beautiful thing because the more people that start grasping onto this and understanding this, the beauty of it is, is they've got nowhere to hide. They've got nowhere to go uh, because we've got them nailed dead to rights, and there's just no way that they can escape it. Once we start getting people uh, attuned to what this MERS Nations Bank really, really, really is, and it's very empowering uh, because it really does put you in a driver's seat if we execute it properly. Can we put these people out of business? I think we can. Yes, I think we can. I think we could put that. I, th- I think what will happen here, uh, this is just my opinion, I think over the next couple of years we could probably start seeing a lot of these, a lot of these attorneys going to jail. Uh, and a lot of these judges going to jail if we do it properly by rolling through Treasury. Uh, because what they've done here is this is, this is, a, this is a fraud of immense, I mean, it's really unimaginable magnitude um, that they cannot, uh, uh, I mean, they're coming in there saying that these things are mortgage loans and there's a UCC and the three negotiable instruments. They're standing up in court and lying about this stuff when 99, <laughs> no, I take it back, 1,000% evidence shows that they're flagrant liars. Everything that they've talked about is a flagrant lie. And it's all based on this deception of this mortgage loan and the fact that now you pull that Merge Nations Bank agreement forward, and that kind of derails their shit. Pardon my French. It derails them uh, because now it's like, okay, explain to me how it is that I knowingly gave you the use of my identity so you can make money and proceeds, and worse, so you can foreclose upon me, and worse, so you can take away my estate. Explain this. They can't do it, and they will never be able to do it. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Ken. You're welcome. I'll let, thank you. I'll let, I'll let someone else ask you a question. Okay. And thank I, you, I've got to I got, I got, I got take off in about seven minutes. I've got one more. i got another program to do after this. Okay, no problem. We'll go ahead and take one more question. Okay. You have a lot of them. Do you have an email address you want to share that people can contact? <laughs> best best way to get me is like, hit me on Facebook at my page or at Facebook message me. I'm glad. I'm glad you have a lot of questions. That's good. That means a lot of people are getting interested here and getting and get, and getting some knowledge on what's going on here. It's great. We have like 25 questions. So <laughs> oh, can, oh God. I'm going to be very random. I'm going with Northwest California. Okay. <laughs> I know it went Oh, I made it. Okay. Well, Kim. You're the last um, one. <laughs> it's Barb. I've never heard any of this before, so I'm numb like I'm sure a lot of people are. I have two quick questions. One, okay. I had a friend who inherited $3 million. They moved to Newport Beach. Before she knew it, the cops were knocking on her door, and they had somebody – you know how um, – Titles get passed on and on and on when you yes. have loans? Yes. Okay, this is what happened. To make a long story short, they couldn't prove. They couldn't find the title and prove they own the house. And that's it. $3 million down the drain living in a condo from a country club in Newport Beach. Uh-huh. 
this part of the scene? Because she did say this was happening to other people. Yeah, so this part of the scene, what it is is they don't have title. They, they never hold the title. Um, uh, what it is is it's a copyright. Okay, it's a copyright to our name. Um, and, and what they've done is they've taken license. We've given them license. Again, through the Merchants Nations Bank Agreement, we've given them license to our, uh, our, our signature, our all rights, title, interest, we gave them the rights to, uh, so under copyright law. So what they're doing is they're exercising a license. So what we have to do is we've got to, we've got to come to a point where we say, hey, I terminate all licenses. This is, the, this is one of the points of going through Treasury again, is to say, hey, I'm here as my whole person. Uh, this is me. I, uh, this is me as the whole person. All these lines of business out there are mine, and I revoke all licenses. So we've got to kill those licenses, but that's how they're functioning. That's why they're getting away with what they're doing is because they have a license, and they're passing around titles like this, like it's a, like it's a baseball card. Wow. Wait till I tell her this. Now here's my question. Okay. I don't have a mortgage. Okay. I am sure for people like me, they got a plan. What would that plan be if I don't have a mortgage? Guard yourself. Very good. Well, what am I looking at? I would say I would say the plan would be you definitely want to uh, secure the copyright. You want to make sure that you have uh, claim your common law copyright. Uh, Wait, I don't own a house right now. I have loan and no house. I have cash. Good. How are they going to keep your cash in your pillow? (laughs) I mean, really. Say that again. Uh, keep the cash and keep it in your pillow. I mean, keep out of the bank accounts. Ah. I mean, seriously, everything everything is really uh, – it, it, it's it's it's. I don't know if I can say this word or not, but I'm saying it's a clusterfuck. It's really what it is. It, it, it's so much fraud that's going on here. It's so much uh, identity theft and and creating digital signatures and everything that the more the more you put into the system in terms of um, like an electronic uh, document or a contract or or or, or check, uh, really is creating all kinds of lines of businesses that and people are making lots of money off of you. Uh, I would again again I, the, the solution would be to roll through treasury. And, and secure all your lines of business out there. Whether you have a house or not, it doesn't matter. They've stole, this is what they've done. They've stole your parents and your grandparents. Your grandparents and your parents, it, whether they're, if, they're, if they're alive or not, uh, let's assume they're, they're not alive, they live. They rolled this back to 100 years. So my parents, who have been gone for a good number of years, and of course my grandparents are long gone, they still survive. I found transactions where they're trading. My parents. And making money off my parents. So one of the girls. Oh. One of oh, the girls. So you're saying it's basically for somebody like me, it's going to be identity theft. Yes. And it's going to be identity theft. It's going to be identity, it's going to be identity theft that's in rooted a, in bloodline. Yeah. Forget like Experian and all those. If you know somebody that can look up to see if your identity has been stolen, would that be a way for us? No, because to, no, because you know you've got uh, the commercial I laugh at the most is this uh, LifeLock. Where they say, oh, we'll, we'll put a million dollars into attorneys to free your identity. You know what? That's poppycock. Because they're the ones that stole the identity to begin with. Our, all of our identities have been stolen. Every single one of them has been stolen. The problem is, is that we're not reporting them, and we're not, we're not, we haven't gotten hip to it yet. And, and, and now we are getting hip to it. So I mean, you'll see a lot of strategies that'll come out. Uh, I'm sure over the next year or two. Uh, where all this starts playing out here. And like I said, you're going to see a lot of people, I think, go to jail, and you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, different kinds of programs or different things to come out to be able to protect us because they've got to do something. I mean, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, they're the ones that are supposed to protect 
uh, us from uh, terrorism. Well, geez, man, they've got domestic, they've got domestic terrorism flowing right through their front door every single day in terms of uh, stolen identities because we're not aware of the fact that they turned our paper signature, our handwritten signature, into a digital private key that they're making money on. And they're using us to float through DHS. Well, wait a second here. I never agreed to that crap, but that's what's happening. This is terrifying. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's horrendous what's going on. <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you and no thank you. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, <on> that note. <laughs> um, we have some people in the chat that want to know uh, what you're going to be on next because I think they wanted to listen in. I don't know when you want to have them on next. <laughs> Oh, they wanted to hear what they wanted to know where you were going. Oh, I'm going show. to be on Gene Piero next. I think that's a tape version, though. I think he's going to tape that one. It's going to be released there too later to, uh, from now. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for all this information. I think it's great. And um, so, if you want to go ahead and give your Facebook name one more time. Okay, it's um, Ken Dost, D O S T. Yes. On Facebook. And, and just contact me there. You can uh, uh, friend me. Uh, I'll put you into the uh, mortgage equals copyright derivative page, which is a wealth of information. And uh, um, uh, Facebook message me, and yeah, let's keep build. Let's 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 you know build uh, build the momentum here. We got something good going here. Um, we need to get people educated, and the more people that are, and I'm glad that you have so many people in the in the queue there. It's fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Maybe you can come back, and we can the other 20 people can ask their question. I'd love to. Anytime you want me, I'll come back. Thank you so much. And you're in Oregon, so we have to be in touch. Maybe we'll go meet and have some lunch. That sounds good. Sounds good to me. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Right, so I'm going to go ahead and end the recording because it's always better to have a short recording for YouTube. And I'll go ahead and open up the floor. <laughs> 